It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 97 of season two in time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. Alan Young was known as the Charlie Chaplin of television later in his career, being most famous for his role as Wilbur Post on The Mr. Ed Show. But his early fame came from radio, and specifically The Alan Young Show, which ran from 1944 to 1949, although not continuously. It was off for a year in 1948. It was a situation comedy that also incorporated certain elements of a variety comedy sketch show, and starred Gene Gillespie as Alan's girlfriend Betty, and Jim Bacchus as Hubert Updike III, which he later reused as the model for his Thurston Howell III on the TV show Gilligan's Island. The show made the transition to television in 1950 as a variety sketch comedy show, went on hiatus in 1952, and returned for its final season in 1953. Sit back and relax for the February 14, 1947 broadcast of The Alan Young Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Crystal Myers, makers of Ipana toothpaste for the smile of beauty, and Minute Rub, the modern chest rub, bring you the Alan Young Show. Well, it's Friday night, and once again we take him to the little white cottage in Van Nuys, California, where we find the star of our show, that young man who is young today and young forever, Alan Young. Just let me look at you. That beautiful, smooth skin. Oh, that lovely shape. I, I don't know what I'd do without you. I love to hold you and squeeze you and squeeze you and squeeze you. Well, got all the juice out of that orange. <laughs> Gee, look what time it is, and Jonathan isn't even up yet. That ham actor sleeps all day. I'll go in right now and wake him up. <laughs> Look at him sleeping there. Probably dreaming about Shakespeare. Oh, Juliet, Juliet, how fair thou looks to my balcony. Balcony. Would that I were up there with you instead of waiting here below. There you are up there whilst I must wait down here. I'll tickle the bottom of his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet, what long arms you have. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan, wake up here. Oh. Oh, Helen, did I go away? Go away. I had a miserable night. Huh? Those nasty brats in the neighborhood waking me at five this morning. Jonathan, you're always complaining about those kids. But I'm right to complain, Alan. <laughs> Last night as I walked up the street, they removed the manhole cover. Huh? And in a flash, Jonathan Mildew joined the vanishing of Mary. <laughs> 
they, they don't mean any harm. Oh, those insufferable brats. There's always one of them outside my window when I rehearse my Shakespearean speeches. Why should that upset you? Upset me! I'll show you what happens, the lad. I'll raise the window. Yeah. Now listen. A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. A rose of... Shut up, you stinkweed! <laughs> Oh, he's just having some fun, Jonathan. Come Come on, on. Breakfast is ready. Let's go and eat, huh? Nasty little monster. Forget it, Jonathan. Here, I just bought the milk in. Have a glass of milk. All right, I will, my lad. <laughs> <laughs> Full of salt. Full of salt. Don't be silly. How can milk have soap in it? Well, I tell you, there is. How can milk have soap in it? Baby, the power that gave it listened to the Lux Radio Bear. <laughs> Those nasty brats again. They slipped some soap into our milk. Oh, forget it. All kids play tricks. Oh. I remember when I was a kid back in my father's farm, I once fed a bottle of beer to a chicken. You fed a bottle of beer to a chicken? Yeah. Next day, she didn't lay eggs the regular way. She just stood there and hiccuped them out. <laughs> well, it's easy for you to take it so lightly, lad. Nothing's happened to you. That wouldn't make any difference if it did. Let oh. them play their little tricks. <laughs> oh, it's the mailman. Let's see if he left anything in our box, huh? Good morning, Mr. Young. Oh, little Herman Johnson. Hello, Herman. Mr. Young, there's some mail in your box. Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice kid. I'll just put my hand in the mailbox and we'll see. Oh! oh! <laughs> A mousetrap. I got a mousetrap in my hand. Well, that's where it belongs, you big hunk of cheese. <laughs> Herman Johnson, that's a nasty thing to do. Do you know what happens to little boys like you? Yeah, we grow up to be big jerks like you. <laughs> big jerk like me. <laughs> oh, bless you, little... Now, Herman... <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Why aren't you at school? I'm playing hooky. Yesterday, I threw a bullfrog down the teacher's back. A bullfrog down the teacher's back? What did the teacher do? Nothing. She just sat there while her bustle erased the blackboard. <laughs> so today, I'm playing hooky. Yeah, you should never play hooky. I once tried it, and I was politely sorry. I sneaked out to see a picture with Red Rider, and my father caught me. What did he do to you? He took me out in the woodshed, and after it was over, I was redder than Ryder. <laughs> Oh, you you be a good boy now, you bet you, and run along to school. Ah, you teacher's apple. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, Herman. If you don't go to school, you'll grow up to be an ignorant tramp. And if you do go to school, you can grow up to be somebody like me. I don't like the odds. <laughs> school would keep you out of mischief, Herman. You wouldn't put soap in people's milk or mouse traps in their mailbox. It's, it's not nice, you know. Maybe you're right, Mr. Young. I'm sorry. And to prove there's no hard feeling, I'm going to let you smell the flower in my lapel. Oh, that's very nice of you, Herman. <laughs> nice kid. I'd be very glad to smell the flower in your lapel. <laughs> Herman, you had water in that flower. No, I didn't. It was ink. Blue eyes. Blue eyes. That does it, Herman. I'm going right over to talk to your mother. Open my milk, mousetrap in my mailbox. Ink in my eye. Wait till his mother hears about this. Oh, 
Like Herman. She's such a nice woman. Well, Alan Young, come in, come in, come in. Oh, thank you, you, you. <laughs> Anything I can do for you, Alan? Yes, Mrs. Johnson, it's about your son, Herman. Oh, has Herman been up to some mischief again? I try to keep an eye on him, Alan. Oh, a skunk. Alan, you brought home a skunk. Yeah, when I walked in, my mother said to my father, never mind the door, open the windows, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if Herman's caused you any trouble, Alan. Well, gee, Mr. Johnson, it's a shame Herman doesn't have some sort of interest to keep him out of mischief. I wish I could think of something, Alan. I was always playing tricks and annoying people until my father bought me a dog. Do you think owning a dog would keep Herman out of mischief? Sure, I used to spend all my time with my dog. He was such a tough animal. He had all the other dogs hypnotized. He'd just look at them straight in the eye and they'd drop their bones and run. What did you call him? Influence. A dog might be just the thing for Herman. Of course, Mr. G. Why didn't I think of that before? If a dog would make a better boy of Herman, I'd be so grateful. I'll go right down to the city pound and get one. They have some wonderful dogs there. Friends, this is Jimmy Wallington. Here's something that can prove very helpful to you. Listen. Dentists prefer Ipana toothpaste two to one over any other dentifrice for their own personal use, according to a nationwide survey. So, friends, why don't you, too, discover what makes Ipana so popular with the dentists themselves? See how Ipana can help your teeth, help your smile to a brightness and loveliness you never thought possible. Try Ipana this easy way. Every time you brush your teeth, put a little extra Ipana on your brush or fingertip and gently massage your gums. Ask your dentist. That same national survey showed that seven out of ten dentists recommend gum massage. Be sure it's Ipana you use on your gums. For Ipana is especially designed not only to clean your teeth, but for gentle massage to aid in the health of your gums. And firm, healthy gums are so important to sounder, brighter teeth, to that more sparkling smile. So try Ipana and massage for your smile of beauty. to keep little Herman Johnson out of trouble, Alan has decided to get him a dog. Let's join Alan as he enters the city dog pound. Oh, this must be the place. Might as well walk right in. Ooh. I hate to go in there. I'm so bony. Well, here comes the man in charge. Uh, quiet, Brownie. Quiet, Blackie. Quiet, Spotty. Shut that goes for you, too, Lippy. <laughs> Pardon me, are you, are you in charge of these dogs? No, I'm just opening this can of Red Hot because it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm interested in getting a dog. You seem to have quite a selection here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got plenty of dogs. Been around these dogs so much, I'm beginning to feel like one. Yeah. Well, I want to... Yeah, go... getting to be just like a dog. Just like a dog. No, no. Go no. on, go on. Feel my nose. <laughs> Here. It's cold and damp. Yeah. Well, I had no idea this job could affect you like oh, this. Oh, feel just like a dog. When I walk home at night, all the neighbors laugh at me. Well, why don't you laugh right back at them? And drop the newspaper out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
look, I'd like to get a dog. Would you please show me some that are available? Well, uh, follow me to the kennels. They're right back here. Yeah. What a lot of dogs. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of dogs. There's a cute little dog over there. Certainly has a lot of hair on him. Can't even see his face. Oh, I'm standing at the wrong end. (laughs) Come here, boy. What's his name? Gladys. He's a she. <laughs> Hello there, Gladys. <coughs> oh. Would you like to go home with me? <coughs> oh, that's swell, Gladys. Give your Uncle Alan a little kiss. Kind <coughs> <laughs> of cool jaw. <laughs> okay, mister, this is just the doll for Herman. She'll look really beautiful after a nice bath. <laughs> bathroom is getting wet. Me lad, scrub the ears a bit more, yeah. huh? And soap up the chest. Mm-hmm. Use that brush a bit stronger on the back. Mm. Now, let's be done. Now, now, just the neck, me lad. There, yeah. that does it. Okay, Jonathan. Now, you get out of the tub and put the dog in. Come <laughs> on, oh, no, Gladys. You get into the tub. No, come on, Gladys. Get into the tub. <laughs> You're getting into that tub just as sure as you're a dog. (laughs) Jonathan, get that cat out of the room. Having enough trouble giving Gladys a bath. No no more nonsense, not Gladys. It's full of nice warm water. Come on, let me put you in. In you go. Knew you'd like it. What a nice dog. She's smart, too, Jonathan. Oh, my lad, she's brilliant. Why, why, we've only had her two hours, and already Jonathan Mildew has taught her Shakespeare. Oh, stop. No, no, I mean it, my lad. Now, just listen to Gladys' quote from Shakespeare. You ready, Gladys? <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, wherefore? Stop. <laughs> Me lad, she's the cleverest dog I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, there's the phone. Well, I get it, man. All right. Thanks a lot, You have the great Jonathan Mildew on the wire. Oh, oh, hello, Jonathan. I'd like to speak to Alan. Oh, oh, Dolores. Well, you called at the most inopportune moment, my dear. Alan's quite busy in the other room. He's scrubbing Gladys' back. Scrubbing Gladys' back? Well, why not? First he scrubbed her legs, and then he... Hello? 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 Strange, Dolores Hart. <laughs> well, ordinary man can never understand woman. Who was it, Jonathan? Uh, Dolores, darling, my boy. I told her you were busy. Oh, I told her about our date. It's Valentine's Day, you know. Well, mm. I'll call her later. You know that bath is wonders for Gladys. Just look at her coat shine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, comes that filthy rich updike. Better see what he wants. And what Hubert wants to show off about today. Well, I'm here. I'm here. Come turn up my wicks, for I'm the old lamp lighter. <laughs> you, you certainly seem happy today, Hubert. Yes, yes, yes. After all, Alan, today is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. 
I know. Sure, that's the day you send your girl a box of chocolates. <laughs> but I suppose you've been very busy sending out Valentine's, Hubert. Yes, yes, of course, Alan. I sent a great big Valentine to the one I love best. You did? Yes, and you should have seen how excited I was when I opened it. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see you in such good spirits. Well, Alan, this is the holiday season, and today is Valentine's Day and Wednesday the birthday of Abraham Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> Chrysler? Don't be silly. It's Lincoln. Dear old Dodd insists on fluid drive. <laughs> you, but I suppose you sent a Valentine to Dolores, darling. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm giving Dolores a mink coat in the shape of a heart. That's nothing at all, Hubert. Why, this morning my uncle gave my aunt a Buick in the shape of a heart. A Buick in the shape of a heart? Did he have it made up special? No, he got caught between two women drivers. <laughs> uh, tell me, what are you giving Dolores, Allen? Well, I haven't had much time to think about it, Hubert. I've been too busy doing a favor for a little boy in the neighborhood. Oh, how democratic. <laughs> Why, we updrives have no use for children. In fact, there's never been a child in our family. <laughs> you were born, weren't you? Me born? But that's so common. Hubert, <laughs> where did you come from? Saks Fifth Avenue. Saks oh. Fifth Avenue? How come the stork didn't bring you? Mother wouldn't accept anything that wasn't gift wrapped. Oh. Anyway, you, but I'm trying to turn this little boy into a gentleman. Uh, Alan, I've always been a gentleman, even when I was a little boy. Didn't you ever play any rough games? Oh, oh, no, no, Alan. My favorite game was spin the safe deposit box. <laughs> you mean spin the bottle. But I made out so much better with the girls I've learned. Anyway, I'm trying to keep this little boy out of mischief, so I... <laughs> Heavens, Alan, your canary has a cold. <laughs> But that's not a canary. Don't you recognize that sound? Oh, mother, call up MGM. Lassie came home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hubert, it happens to be a dog I picked up at the kennels today. I'll call her in. Yeah. Atta girl, Dad. Let's come over here. Atta girl. Now give your Uncle Hubert a great big kiss. <laughs> Ooh, how vulgar. <laughs> now, now, please, dog, please, you'll have to leave the room. Don't you, don't you like dogs, Hubert? Well, I do, do Alan. I've, I've got all sorts of dogs at my kennel. I suppose you think everything you have is the best. Well, it is, Alan. I have one bloodhound who can track down anybody once he gets on the dollar bill. Dollar bill? So you mean once he gets on the scent? Even our dogs don't bother with small things. You, but you and your money. Oh, it's Dolores. Come in, Dolores. Alan Young, is Gladys still in this house? Gladys? Well, of course Gladys is. You wouldn't expect her to leave right after I gave her a bath. Alan, how could you? Well, it wasn't easy. She kept jumping out of the tub. <laughs> What? I just met her this morning, too. She's so cute. You should see the happy look on her face when I scratch her stomach. <laughs> oh, Alan, this is awful. Ah, she thinks Gladys is a woman. Now is my chance to do some dirty work. <laughs> oh, Alan, I'd like to congratulate you on picking out Gladys. I don't blame you for letting her sit on your lap. You let Gladys sit on your lap? For sure. How else could she lick my face? <laughs> well, that's the 
Gilbert, you can take me home. Oh, bully, just plain bully. And, and tell me, Dolores, on the way home, may I tweak the lobe of your ear? Gilbert. Oh, forgive me, Dolores. I'm such a bounder. Dolores, I... I can't understand it. What have you got against poor Gladys? I'll call her in. I don't want to meet her, Alice. Oh, you'll love her. Gladys! <laughs> Why, Alan, Gladys is a dog. What do you think she was? Curses, I've been foiled again. <laughs> Hubert Updike, you, you ought to be ashamed. You knew all along that Gladys was a dog. Well, well don't be angry, Dolores. I, I have a beautiful Valentine's gift for you. A, a mink coat. I don't want it, Hubert. You can wear it yourself. I, I couldn't, Dolores. It would clash with my ermine shorts. <laughs> oh, well. Aura wow about this whole misunderstanding. Oh, it's all right, Dolores. Well, honey, I'm afraid we'll have to call off our date tonight. Then what happened? Well, Mrs. Johnson has to meet her husband, and she asked me to take care of her kitties tonight. Oh, well, that's swell, Dolores. Works out fine. Uh-huh. I want to give Gladys to Herman Johnson, so I'll just come along with you tonight. Oh, what a wonderful idea. <laughs> I could just kiss you. You could? Yes, honey. Well, close your eyes, Dolores, and I'll kiss you. Okay. Oh, Alan, that was the best kiss you ever gave me. Better close your eyes again, Dolores. Gladys beat me to it. You gotta quit kicking my dog around. Oh, Dolly. How's the dog pound? Oh, not so good, Mr. Wannington. I only had one customer today. Nice young fellow, Alan Young. Yes. Come in to buy a dog for his neighbor's kid. Well, Alan's always doing something nice for somebody. Yeah, that's a great idea. Giving a kid a dog keeps him out of mischief. You like dogs, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Happiest time of my life was in the mountains. When I had the job of filling those flasks on St. Bernard's. In the snow, eh? Yeah. That's cold work. Yeah, and would you believe it? In spite of those flasks, I caught a cold a couple of times, too. A cold? What did you do for it? Do for it? Nothing. What did it ever do for me? <laughs> well, you would have done something for yourself if you had used Minisprub. Why, you would have had relief from your cold discomforts and fast. For it's a fact, friends. Minute Rub works amazingly fast in giving you relief from the miseries accompanying a cold. And all you have to do is rub Minute Rub on the throat, chest, and back. In a minute, Minute Rub's soothing menthol vapors begin to clear that stuffed-up feeling in your nose and throat. In a minute, Minute Rub starts to bring a feeling of warmth and relief to those tight, sore, aching muscles. And listen. Here at last is a chest rub that's greaseless and stainless. Disappears like vanishing cream and can't stain clothes or bed linens. So get a tube of Minute Rub and get relief from that annoying cold misery the modern way. The greaseless, stainless Minute Rub way.
and Alan and Dolores are together. However, it's not the type of evening they planned. Instead of the neighborhood theater, Alan and Dolores are at Mrs. Johnson's house. Alan? Yes, Dolores? Here we are, sitting in the living room. Just the two of us. That's right. <sighs> Kitties are all asleep. The lights are down low. Yes, I know. Well, then, let's get a little more comfortable. More comfortable? Yes. Do you want my hand? No, I got two. <laughs> Honey, Valentine's Day is a very important event. That's when that small, roly-poly fellow goes around shooting his arrows. Small, roly-poly fellow shoots his arrows? Yes, honey. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Little beaver? <laughs> oh, Alan, stop acting so shy. Come on, put your arm around me. No. Oh, Alan, put your arm around me. No. Come on. Uh-uh. Come on, honey, put your arm around me. Well... What? <laughs> Herman Johnson, I thought you were asleep. Herman, you shouldn't listen into grown-ups' conversation. And a birds and a bees to you, too. <laughs> what is this birds and bees stuff? Oh, okay. <laughs> Herman, you've been brought up wrongly. If I were your father, I'd see that you were given a character. If you were my father, I'd be one. <laughs> uh, uh, Herman... Uh, maybe you'd like some ice cream. Now you're talking, sister. Take a tutti fruity. Okay. Uh, Alan, I'll go out and get some ice cream. And why don't you show Herman the surprise in the other room? You know, Gladys. Oh, the dog. Yeah, that's an idea. See you later, Dolores. <laughs> hey, what's this about a surprise in the next room? Oh, that's right, Herman. You'll never guess what's in the kitchen. It's something with a long snout and big floppy ears. Herman, that's no way to talk about your mother. I'll open the kitchen door and show you what it is. Hey, get that crummy mud out of this house. Oh, you hurt her feelings, Herman. Gladys is a very smart dog. She's part pointer and part setter. Well, let me see her point at something. All right. Gladys pointed Herman. Hey, look what she's doing. She's, she's pointing with a part that's supposed to sex. Guess her mother was frightened by a Studebaker. Ah, she ain't so smart. Yeah, you ought to see Gladys fetch things, Herman. You mean you throw something and she brings it back to you? Certainly. I'll show you. I'll throw this ball now. Just watch Gladys get it. There. California driver's license. 
Herman, just for that, you're not getting Gladys. She was supposed to be a present for you, but you don't deserve her. You mean Gladys was supposed to be my dog? That's right, but now you cannot have her. Gee, I didn't know it was my dog. I can take care of a dog, Mr. Young. Give me another chance. Well, I don't know. What do you say, Gladys? Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Uh, you take good care of her, and she'll keep you out of mischief. Thanks, Mr. Young. Mm. Oh, Alan, that was a wonderful idea, that dog. And you know what? What? You deserve a great big kiss. I do? Well, close your eyes, Dolores. Okay, honey. Shh. Oh, Alan, that was wonderful. You better close them again, Dolores. This time, Herman beat me to it. <laughs> Alan Young will be back in just a moment. You know, men, it's a fact. When you look successful, it's easier to be successful. So watch your appearance, especially your hair. Rely on Vitalis of the 60-second workout, famous for these three big advantages. One, Vitalis keeps even the driest, most unruly hair under control in a natural, masculine way. Two, the Vitalis workout loosens your tight scalp, prevents dryness. Three... The Vitalis Workout routes embarrassing loose dandruff, helps retard excessive falling hair. Yes, better remember Vitalis. To look your best tomorrow, get a bottle of Vitalis tonight. The Alan Young Show is written by Al Schwartz and Sherwood Schwartz. The part of Hubert Updike is played by Jim Backus. And if you have a half hour next Wednesday, listen to Duffy's Tavern over most of these stations. Now, here's Alan Young again. Thanks, Jimmy. Friends, during the week, please remember the two fine products that bring you this show, Ipana for the Smile of Beauty and Minute Rub, the Modern Chest Rub. Ipana, Minute Rub. Until next weekend, this is Alan Young saying good night. That was a great episode of The Alan Young Show. Remember to tune in to our new podcast, An Evening of Old Time Radio, every Sunday, and to our YouTube channel of the same name. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening.